What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, episode 17 of the Blue River Bow Hunting Podcast. I have a pretty cool uh, show lined up with you guys this evening uh, with uh, Zach Sloan and Jake Stevenson from Mid State Outdoors. Get to talk to them a little bit about doing some bow hunting and hunting whitetails up in uh, the state of Michigan. And uh, how are you guys doing this evening? Oh, not too bad. Yeah, how about yourself? Oh, not too bad. Having a drink with you guys talking some whitetails. I say that's pretty good Wednesday. Right. Heck yeah. So, uh, go ahead and introduce your, your guys' self a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Okay. Uh, Zach Sloan. Um, obviously, born and raised. Uh, basically, the middle of the mountain. Right in the middle of Michigan, basically. Um, I've hunted since I've been young with my dad, you know. and Yeah, I've grown up around it. You know what I mean? Uh, dad is a really big hunter. And, uh, I mean, the whole family, my mom, brother, everyone kind of hunts. And, uh yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> what I live my life around. Basically, it's all I do, you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I, I know exactly how you feel. What about you, Jake? Yep. How, what What's up with you? Kind of the same story, but uh, because I grew up just two or three miles from him, and uh, I'm a bit younger than him, and I grew up hunting, and then kind of got away from it a little bit with sports and whatnot, and then uh, just happened to run into him one day and kind of. Took me back under his wing and started hanging out. <laughs> got him more. back in it. So got That's... a little bit more serious with it the last uh, four or five years and it's really taken off. So That's awesome, man. It, it's always cool to hear stories like that when, you know, somebody maybe have been into it at a young age and then, you know, like you said, sports or, you know, college or just a career or something maybe got in the way of being in the outdoors and then somebody always, you know, gives you that little nudge to get back in it and then it's like full-blown addiction again. <laughs> Didn't I say the bow to get back into it? Yeah, sold I sold him the bow to get back in. Well, there you go. It's even better. So I'll give you a good deal. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about what you guys got going on at uh, Mid-State Outdoors. How exactly did everything come into play, and how did you start it? Um, actually, me and a buddy of mine, I met Matt. Uh, Matt's another pretty main guy in the group there. Um, me and him started hanging out quite a bit. And uh, he introduced me into Adam. And uh, from there, basically, we were already filming and everything kind of on the side a little bit just for fun. You know, we just had, like, Sony Handycams and stuff like that filming and just messing around, just having fun with it. And uh, we all got together one night and we're kind of just BSing about it. And uh, basically from there, it just turned into, hey, we should just, you know, start posting a couple videos on YouTube. And, you know, then we started a Facebook and, from there, it's just been, you know, adding good members to the team and just continuing to, you know, try going uphill with it. And it's been doing pretty good. That's pretty cool. Like, yeah. I was watching a lot of your guys' videos, just kind of checking it out. So I had stuff to kind of talk about. And, yeah. you know, what got you uh, What got you into filming in general? Like, what just kick-started that, just wanting to have everything on film? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me when I first started filming was just, like, I guess to be able to look back on certain, you know, stuff that happened and be able to be like, dude, check this out, you know, show my buddies. And I guess just having it, you know, you kill a couple bucks on film in and you can look back five, 10 years from now and be like, Hey, check this out. Do you remember when we filmed this or whatever, you know, just for fun. Right. I guess now it's just turned into, I guess, full time. That's, you know, what we right. look forward to doing now. Oh, absolutely. So when you guys are filming, are you basically all self filming or are you guys pairing up and helping each other out and filming each other? Honestly, it's, I would say like 90% is self-filming. Uh, it's been, I don't shut that off. Yeah, 
Is that loud in the background? Our heater's on. No, you're good, buddy. I can't hear it at all. Uh, yeah, so like 90% is self-filming. We've been trying to improve on that, pairing up. Because when you have two people together the filming, film is it's, your film quality is way better. Oh, you know? absolutely. You're, not fo- you're like able to focus on hunting while yep. one person's getting the film yep. that you need. And that's like our goal for this coming year yep. is to be able to set time aside to hunt together more that, and be able to dial yeah, in Yeah, it's on funny that. you just asked that exactly what I thought about. The last time we met and kind of had a little meeting and stuff around the ATA time, we uh, obviously talked about that, but then we talked about like our, you know, goals for this year. And that was one topic was, hey, listen, next year if somebody gets on a, on a good buck or something or is getting close or – is going into a spot they know there's a good opportunity. Let's all take away from our own hunting, I guess, to make sure we have that film quality to put out to the viewers. You know, absolutely, it does make a big difference. Absolutely, I was probably only behind uh, behind the weapon, whether it was a bow or a gun this year, probably uh, five or six times. Uh, other than that, I was filming the guys. You know, it was me with the camera, and I wanted to get that footage. You know, some people call me crazy. I kind of gave up my hunting opportunities, especially like during the rut and stuff like that. But you know, I couldn't help it. I wanted that quality footage to put be able to put together. And uh, our season here just wasn't uh, what I thought it was going to be. And I really didn't even get that much, which, you know, it's okay. I got bits and pieces to throw together. But, yeah. you know, putting that much time into it and, you know, not really hunting and then not for not paying off is a real kick in the ass, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was – well, he had some good luck here at the end of the year. You probably watched the video. He killed a good buck there – uh november november 24th it was the day yep. before thanksgiving yep nice that thanksgiving weekend man it's always seems like it's always special you know yeah. you always I, got... had a, I had a rough go this year I, I i didn't have much anything really some young ones you don't let them walk and some good ones showed up on camera just couldn't get lucky enough to have them have them in the right spot at the right time that's kind of how my season went. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to take a, a buck early on. Uh, I killed my buck on the 27th of October here in Indiana. And, um, you know, we had big, big deer running around. And it was just something that I, when I saw him, I was by myself. I actually didn't take the camera that day. I just kind of said, screw it. I'm going to relax. I'm going to hunt. Uh, saw this buck coming in. I couldn't handle myself. I wanted to take him. He, maybe 110 inches or something, nothing special or nothing like that. But, uh, it's funny after I shot him, you know, we pulled him out and we checked a trail cam on the way out and I had one in there. He's every bit of 170 inches. I was like, Oh wow. You know, my head, my confidence really just kind of drooped after that. Cause we can only shoot one buck here in Indiana. So oh, yeah. I was pretty much done, which it didn't bother me because I was ready to get back behind that camera. Yep. Cause, uh, um, a couple of people that I film film for they have um some awesome awesome land that they're hunting and some very very big deer that they're chasing so i got back behind the (laughs) behind the camera but uh i wanted to talk to you about um hunting michigan itself um i I seem like i've had a lot of people on from ohio and kentucky and just everywhere right here in the midwest but i haven't had anybody on from michigan yet and i'm super interested in hunting michigan myself and i just want to know like what kind of train are you hunting like how does it all play out so 90 percent of the stuff here i mean it's all flat ground up here basically you know you might get into a little bit of hills but um 
I feel like a lot of the good public land hunting around here, you're going to hunt like marshes and stuff like that, you know, getting off the edge of some bedding, kind of some variables. Uh, just if you're going to hunt Michigan, you have to be prepared to deal with a lot of people. That's all I have to say. Um, so I guess like doing your homework on like pinpointing spots, you know, get on Onyx and really look in, mm-hmm. uh, I guess get a good game plan before you just go out because yeah. – there's a lot of people here, you know, if you're, I mean, I know everyone says it, but like getting way out in there or finding a spot that's going to be overlooked, I think is key in Michigan yeah. for hunting public. You know what I mean? And, if you can right. find a spot that is going to be really overlooked. Is and, Do you think, um, do you think Michigan is a good bow hunting state? It's, it, it all depends where you're at. Yep. Um, like our private land pieces are usually pretty productive. But if we're talking specifically public land, it, it can be. There's guys we know that have had good success. We've had good encounters on public, you know. Just, yeah. But it depends you, what you're looking for, too. You know what right. I mean? I so mean, you're, you guys are mostly hunting, like, flat croplands, basically? Yeah. Yep. Yep, where we are. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what we're hunting here, too. We have a couple properties that uh, have rivers that are kind of river bottoms. Yep. You know, that's kind of how we get our name, Blue River Bow Hunting. We hunt yep. Blue River quite a bit, and you know, but we kind of transition into that hunting them ag fields, and it's all, you know how Indiana is. It's just straight oh. flat for where, where I'm at anyways for the yep. most part, which is probably pretty similar to what you're hunting there. Yep, there, there's just a lot of hunters in Michigan, I guess. Like, you know, everyone hunts here. In bow season, you can get away from a lot, like half hunters probably, but once it turns into gun season here, it's – yeah, we kind of forget about public land once it once that gun season hits, it's yeah. toasted, you know. Right, and I and I've had people on here from like Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, and I feel like Michigan is in the mix between you know like the heritage when it comes to that because like you're talking about a lot of people uh gun hunting you know i feel like you know (laughs) that's a huge thing in michigan there's kids that get out of school and stuff for that kind of stuff you know yeah Yeah. especially where we're at dude it's a it's it's really big around here you know what i mean you you don't talk to somebody around at the gas station or whatever that isn't going out for opening day gun you know what i mean (laughs) right where I could probably stay home on opening day or take my ball out and be just as happy because it's a mess, you know? Absolutely. So talk a little bit about that heritage. Do you have, like, any traditions that you guys do throughout the season with each other? Yeah. Uh, I would say, honestly, my dad and a couple of his buddies kind of started a thing, I don't know, probably five, six years ago, that we get together before opening night, go over to my dad's neighbors there. He's a really good dude, and uh, – basically have some beers and do a little cookout or whatever just hang out you know have yeah. beers and Cheer. bs how we're yeah. all gonna try shooting the biggest buck around and no one ever does but <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, yeah i feel like you know deer camp in michigan it's like some people probably don't even make it to the stand you know everybody's uh, hammered the night before <laughs> uh, about 50 percent of the people that go to that party usually don't make it to the stand <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i can get oh, yeah. behind that so talk a little bit about, you know, the public or not public, but the private land that you are hunting. What exactly are you focusing on on those private lands? So at least, at least that my, my dad's spot he's had for, man, I was young, young, probably I would say 15-ish. Yep. I would say my dad's owned the property. 
he bought it first, basically. I'll tell the backstory, I guess. He bought it first from a guy he used to help out a lot. It was an older guy. Mm-hmm. Kind of one of them, I guess. Stories you don't really hear much. The guy, you know, had kids and all that. And my dad always helped him and stuff. And it came down to it. And the guy was like, hey, Chris, you know, you want to you wanna end up buying this from me? And dad was like, well, yeah, what do you want for it? Got a good deal on the property. Basically, it was just a hunting property. That's all he bought it for was just to, you know, go hunt. And um, I guess now fast forward to five years ago, a house came up for sale right next door to that. That also owned another 15 acres of basically some good bedding. And uh, he ended up buying that. But anyways, long story short, uh, we always put in food plots. But, you know, we're ma- it's managed. Uh, Dad, I know it doesn't look good on my part, but Dad has killed some <laughs> real good bucks. for I'm 140-inch-plus bucks. He's killed like six in the last – Six years. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and in Michigan, that's like unheard, unheard of. of. Like everyone around's like, "What's your dad doing to kill all them bucks?" But we manage the deer. You know what I mean? We absolutely. That's one property. I'm not saying I go all off a of score and all that. I mean, I'll shoot bucks if they make me happy. You know what I said? I'll shoot a 110 inch buck. I don't care. Right. But um, that properties, I guess I should say, is one that when you hunt it, it's a lot easier to be able to like. No, I'm, I'm going to let you walk. You know, I'll film them walking by where a couple of the other pieces I hunt, if a good 110, 115, 120-inch walks by, I'm not going to even think about it. You know what I mean? Right. But so is it, that's put a lot of work into making the property, I guess, what it is today. You know what I mean? It's, but right. also in that sense, it's not a very big property. You know, you it's, don't need giant tracts of land. To get no, absolutely not. That all together is like, what we figure out, 50? 50 acres yeah. and that has like 50, i think it's like 52 acres possible somewhere on there but it has like 12 acres of crop up front it's really not that big of a piece you know if it i yeah. say i mean yeah, you're for, only hunting 40 acres of it yeah with the right. house and everything yeah. there so mm-hmm. it's not yeah sometimes those you know they don't have to be super big pieces some of the pieces that i have you know you just get a small track here and there and you just you play it out right you know what i mean like where i shot my deer this year it's only 10 acres but it butts up to a bigger set of woods that they they don't own but um you know 10 acres you can get it done on 10 acres you know what i mean that's like my grandpa's is real small it's like maybe 10 acres of woods there you know what i mean it's just in the right spots that's just a pass-through spot i guess but right and dad's I, i forgot to add that dad has like i said um his neighbor there where we have the party before opening day, his neighbor is awesome and he owns 80 acres there and he manages you. I don't, I don't think he shot a deer under 120 inches since he's lived there. You know what I mean? So that's awesome. That really helps around here, especially because we don't have like the good neighbors around here. So I guess we're really fortunate for that. Yeah. And you know, so like, like, are you hunting, are you hunting the hardwoods? Are you hunting like the transitions on, on on the crops? Um, both, honestly, (laughs) both, uh i usually run a lot of cameras but you know after hunting that spot for so long we kind of have it pretty figured out where it'd be in the right right time but there is a lot of times where i'll go in there and do the hang and hunt when i know from past experiences where a good buck's coming through you know what i mean i'll see him in a different stand but i know exactly where he's coming through you know 150 yards from that stand type of deal Mm -hmm. so um i guess I would say honestly, probably more transitions than anything because yeah, off of our food sources and all that, 
mm-hmm. I'm all transition zone because I hunt mainly ag. So there's not real any big woodlots on any of the pieces I hunt. So it's all transition catch. Absolutely. Them. You know, I killed one of my biggest deer. He scored uh, 135. I killed him in a fence row in the middle of two blocks of woods and those blocks of woods one was on one county road and one was on the next county road so basically a mile apart and i was in between and like literally if you just look out the barn that i go out of all you see is just straight fields and you know you can see barely see the woods you know on the other side and you know like you said you hunt a a property so long you kind of get it figured out how they move and when the rut hit they were hitting those they were hitting those fields in between the two sets of woods and i sat up over there and just happened to be at the right place at the right time which some people call it luck some people call it putting yourself in the right position you know what i mean yeah i hear a lot of the luck stuff (laughs) 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 um let's talk a little bit about gear talk you talked a a second ago about a hanging hunt do you you use a lot of sticks and hang-ons are you using climbers how's that working out (laughs) uh Sticks and hang-ons a lot. Um, in the, I mean, a lot of XOPs, and I do have along with custom gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's honestly more of just, uh, I guess, my XOP I more or less use as like one that, yes, it's going to be technically a hanging hunt, but it might be a spot where, like, say if I am hunting dads and I'm like, this is going to be hot this week, I'll go in with it on my back, hang, hunt. And then, you know, depending on how it goes, well, I might leave it there for a week, you know, type of deal. Right. Well, if custom gear is more for our, I would say, public land, yeah. out of state, really lightweight, super easy to set up. Um, other than that, I mean, we've talked about this also. This year, I'm going to do a lot of more, a lot more preset stands. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's uh, what that's what I hunt a lot of, for preset stands, which that's about to be switched around myself because i'm kind of switching to the the saddle game just yeah. to be just to be more mobile you know but yeah. that's a, another thing that it comes into play like when you're talking about filming we have these set stands and it's you know two stands on a set so the, the you know the filmer goes up top and that 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 can be so uh comfortable if that's how you want to say it like you get in yeah. this like you know th- this rivet of doing the same going to the same places each time and yep. I think with the saddle, I think that changes it up because we got this one place we call the pasture. And several times this year, we love we loved hunting this one set in there. And, you know, multiple times we had this, this pretty nice buck hit the middle of that. And in the middle of this pasture, there's like this little uh, island of trees. And there's like two trees in there that would be perfect for saddles. And I'm like, dude, we need to like get on some saddles or a climber or something just to move, you know like we've been successful out of the that stand there on that property but it's like we probably need to switch it up up a little bit and give ourselves just a little bit of more luck on our side yeah that's that's how we got into the whole hanging hunt type deal you know we were we were all well at least me and him were in like the same positions of like man just off you know you're 50 60 yards off 75 yards off and you know you need to be there but i guess there's that point of like learning hey i gotta jump on this right now not like yes well, one day he's going to walk by me. So I guess then we got in the mentality of like, listen, we're going after these deer. We're done setting in the same stands all the time. So I guess I would say the last two years we've yeah. been super hard, like hanging hot, like, and it's a lot of work, you know? Oh, absolutely. Got kind of, I mean, I'm not saying I'm burnt out of it, but man, when you're, especially on the private land stuff that we're hunting, 
when you start doing that every hunt and you're, you, I mean, you know, it's like you're carrying in all your film and gear and you're, yep. you're, you know, everything, it just got too much. That's why we went to the whole, like, Hey, we're just going to do some presets, set them up in the right spots, you know, and I'm not saying I'm never, I'm probably still going to hang and hunt quite a bit, but right. you know, but we've got into some sketchy trees too. Yeah. That's, <laughs> sketchy that's trees. Thing about having the smaller tree stands. Yeah. You know, you can right. get in just about any tree. Right. And, and like you said, you know, there's, there's opportunities to, to either jump on that, that move in or not, you know, if it's the the first week of October and it's like, yeah, I'm probably not going to push that issue. Maybe it's too close to a bedding area, right. or, you know, or you, you, you don't, you don't want to walk in his bedroom when he's still laying there, you know no. what I mean? Or even push the issue too much. Yeah. It'd be more for us here with how our season plays out. It'd be like uh, uh last week of October, the yep. first few weeks of November. And then yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hesitate. Let's go. Let's yep. go. You know, if we jump him up, we jump him up, but it's, he's probably not in that bed right now anyways. You know what yeah. I mean? That That's how that's, I guess kind of what we're thinking too, you know, the first, the first part of the season, I always kind of just like, I guess overthink. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to haunt this spot because I want to save it type of deal and all that. You know what I mean? I kind of just like work my way in, I guess, as the season progresses. And then once it comes to the route, we're like full bore, like, well, we're going in, you know, we got to try. Absolutely. That's a, that's a, that's a good point on that. What about, um, cameras? I want to talk to you pretty good and get some pick your brains a little bit on like the camera gear you guys are using okay. what exact what cameras are you rolling with like the canon g uh i got a g30 you got a uh, g21 right no i have the g32 ours are the oh same. yeah we got the same okay yep. um the other guys have the g21s adam has a the xa11 that's what i have i have the xa11 so this year we're kind of talking we might go the xa40 routes mm-hmm. that's what we're kind of thinking um second angle cameras we're running like the osmo action cameras the dgis or yeah, dji yeah yeah and then uh i mean other than that but yeah i think uh important note on uh all the camera gear is make sure you always check your gear after every couple hunts oh absolutely <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, my camera lost audio on the oh. hunt where I shot my buck. So it was working for my pre-interview, was working right up until I shot the deer or, you know, mm-hmm. I shot and I followed the deer with my camera, moved it on my tripod because I was on the ground and uh, the audio got cut out and lost. So oh, wow. what happened? Did it just, just the external mic get unplugged or something? The external mic, uh, the port where you plug it in is a little loose. So oh, it, gotcha. uh, it's time for a camera I got upgrade. A, I got another one for you. <laughs> Ask him about Ohio last year. Let's yeah, hear it. This Dude. did happen also. Uh, my external mic totally quit working on us. But so, the uh, symbol on your little LCD screen was mm-hmm. still up and working. But the audio from the actual mic was not recording. So, so we walked into this piece and it was like a, it was like, it was a little bit after, uh, it was like just before, it would have been like middle November, I would say it was kind of a weird time, but we were like, we don't have nothing to do. Let's sneak down here. So we ran back down to Ohio. We go into this piece. We hunted a piece in the morning and then we're like, Hey, we really like this piece on Onyx. Let's go scout it. So we ran in there and we're following this transition down the edge to the CRP. And it is just tore up. 
And I told him, I'm like, dude, I'm looking at this trail running right in and it drops off into a bottom. I was like, let's work on this bottom. Let's just try something stupid. Got all my rattling antlers. Dude, and I just go crazy. And he's grunting behind me, scuffing stuff up. And uh, I looked back, kind of being a smartass, I guess, and was like, ah, you know. And he goes, big buck, big buck. And we oh, looked shit. down this hill. I have to say that deer was 145, yeah, all, at least. all of 140. Like, coming out of a swamp. Right <laughs> he's at us. coming right at us. No That's audio. awesome. No audio. The deer held up, didn't get a shot, whatever. But uh, we watched the footage later. You know, we go back to the hotel and stuff, trying to regroup for the night hunt, and we're watching it. And I was like, dude, there's no audio. And he's like, yes, there is. We're looking at it. There's no audio. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad I didn't shoot it now. Was that a public land that you were hunting on that? Yeah. Yep. Where, where exactly did you guys go? Actually, uh, what am I, northern part? Actually, it was only, what? We were only, hours? yeah. No, like middle to northern Ohio. I, got you. I yeah. went to Ohio this past year myself, and uh, we hunted a place called Woodbury. And it's kind of kind of what you were saying. It had some CRP, and it went down into like some swamp bottoms. It kind of reminded me what I what I hunted when I was there. Uh, yeah. Did you guys run into a lot of people out there? No, no, not really. Not not. Uh, we went down more middle to southern the first trip, and that was like the opener of the archery. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we ran into a lot of people. Uh, we had a lot of good spots scouted out, went down there. I couldn't hunt the spot because there was like three people parked yeah. in like a 15-acre piece. And I was like, well, I'm not hunting this. So I went with my back option. Anyways, we ran into a bunch of people on the first trip. The second trip, three people, four yeah. people. We had multiple, multiple, multiple run-ins with people. You know, we hiked miles back in there. And, uh, like, it would only be like you could only come in from one way. So I'm like, well, I'll sit here, you know, if somebody screws my pooch, so be it. But I'm going to see him coming from, like, forever away because I was kind of up on this ridge. This motherfucker comes out of nowhere. I don't even know where he came (laughs) from or how he got there. And it's a funny story I've told on here before, but this guy actually ran past me. And when I say he was running, he was full-blown, like, Olympic sprint through the woods with the crossbow. And I'm like, what is going on, you know? And he gets past me. He gets down to my buddy, and, like, I can just see my buddy's hands go up, like, what is going on? So this guy leaves. So the next day, we hunted similar to where we were at, but we went, like, I don't know, two miles just east of there, but it was kind of the same little track. We found this nice honey hole. I mean, there was a a spot where I got up in there. I was actually on my hands and knees crawling up this little hill to get into this pinch point to where I wanted to go to. It was perfect. And I decided that day that I wasn't going to take a stand in with me. I was going to hunt from the ground. It was just something that I wanted to try out. You know, sometimes you just want to try different things to see if it works for you. Well, it did work for me. I ended up shooting a buck out there. It was just a six-pointer, nothing crazy. But after I took the shot on this deer, there was a guy in a stand 40 yards from me. And I had been in there for five and a half hours or so. Didn't even hear him. I couldn't even hear him come in. Had no idea he was there. I make the shot. This guy goes, you just put a hell of a shot on him. I was like... Jeez, dude, you just scared the hell out of me. I didn't know you were there. But, you know, Ohio was – it was it was crazy. Um, I would like to go back, but I'm definitely not going back the uh, the first week in November, I can tell you that. Yep. We had some run-ins the first, the first trip I went in, and uh, 
we kind of did some Onyx scouting, and we all kind of went to the same piece and all kind of had spots picked out. Well, me and Matt walked, wasn't, yeah, me yeah. and Matt walked in the same, like, I guess, field, and we go down this, like, pinch point, and he was going this way, and I was going the other way. Dude, I walked down this, and the spot that I was thinking, I was like, man, there's no good trees, whatever, so I keep going, keep going, keep going. Got to the end of this, and I was like, dude, this ain't going to work. I'm going back to where, it, like, I was like halfway and I found a couple trees, but it's not exactly where I want to be. I was like, well, I got to go back there. So I work back, get four sticks up in a tree. I'm hanging my four stick, right? And it is 90 some degrees. I am just covered in sweat. <laughs> get all the way up there. And uh, I hear a guy whistle. And I'm like, I thought it was my buddy. Maybe I thought maybe he like worked back towards me. I call him. I was like, Hey, where are you at? He's like, get ready to set up my stand. Why? I was like, you're not down here? He's like, no. So I'm like looking. And then I looked and I seen a guy in a tree. I'm like, this guy was not here five minutes ago. I don't even know how he snuck in. I walked right past him. If he was there, you know what I mean? It's like, what the hell? That uh, that early season bow hunting, man, that could be tough when it's that hot. It was horrible. I will never do it again. (laughs) Not there. Hell no. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, When's your guys' season open up? October 1st. That's how ours is too. And it doesn't really get good until uh you know later in the month of october for us i mean you can get lucky i like taking does early on you know i like to get the does out of the way you know if i'm if i'm trying to fill the freezer and then i can you know really focus on antlers after that and chasing big bucks or filming people chasing big bucks but (laughs) you know uh that that uh even sometimes early october here can be in the 80s oh yeah it can be here too that's how it is here same thing uh you know, if you get a cold snap though in that early October, I know that's when it just Oh it, yeah. It'll get good fast, you know what I mean? As soon Absolutely. as you get that first like little cold snap coming, they usually get right up and get moving. Yeah, definitely early season like that. Definitely hunt the cold fronts as much as you can. Oh you know? yeah. Yep. Same here. So let's talk a little bit about um we we were talking about cameras. What about camera arms? What kind of camera arms are you running? All right. So basically we've ran just about everything. Yep. I mean, between all of us, we've ran, I mean, Muddy's, Fourth Arrow. Uh, we've actually run, I don't know if you've seen the Lone Wolf Custom Gear, the little arms, the pocket arms. Yep. Um, I mean. Just about sure, everything. Yeah, yeah, just about everything. I mean, it's always nice to be able to try just about everything out and see right. what everyone likes. Um, basically, I would say between all of us. We've all went back to fourth arrow. Yeah, we're fourth arrow. Yeah, yep. that's what I'm looking at now. I have the uh, the muddy outfitter, I believe, is that's the one that I'm used. Yep. But that yep. thing's so dang heavy, man. Like, trying to get that thing in and out of the woods is crazy. It, it, have you actually seen the uh, fourth arrows in person? Yeah, it's only it's it's like a little socket deal with like a like a, almost like a knuckle on it, right? They well, switched it up now, yeah. dude. You got to check out their new one. Their new one, their base is like super small now. There's not as many moving parts as, like, when they first came out. They had, like, three different parts you had to, like, yep. put together. Mm-hmm. Now they came out with, like, a smaller base. It's pretty sweet. And their new arm. Uh, the, I think it's the ghost. Yeah, the, the ghost, ghost arm, arm, dude, it is lightweight. Yeah, We checked it out at 18. Yeah, we is, were is that something that they already have out or something that's going to be coming out pretty soon? It's coming out soon, yep. I think. I'm not sure I'm- exactly when, I guess. I didn't really ask them when they were going to release it, but... 
it's pretty sweet. We put our hands on it. And I was like, yep, definitely buying one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to make that switch this summer. Uh, I'm going to get one and then get playing around with it. So I'm not like trying to figure it out October 1st. You know right, what I mean? Right. Uh, but, uh, that base for that muddy, I, I love the actual arm for it. I feel like it's pretty, pretty built pretty well. Yes. You know, it holds my camera very well with the no, um, fluid head, you know, but, um, that thing weighs too much, man. I can't, I'm, I'm not, I, I can't pack, you know, 80 pounds on my back every time when I'm going the in. Weight, you know? It's not like, I mean, the, the weight is a big deal, but like the thing's just so dang big by the time you strap it to your pack or anything, it's like, where am I going to put anything else? You know? So, right. What, uh, and this is a question that I bring up quite a bit when I talk to somebody that does uh, self filming, what kind yeah. of backpack do you use? Uh, actually, I have a couple different backpacks. Last year, I ran XOP has a backpack. Mm -hmm. I bought their pack. It's a pretty reasonable price. I think it was like 80 bucks. Yeah, 80 bucks, 70 bucks. It's smaller. The only thing I like about it, it has a bunch of clips on like the outside. So say it's earlier season or whatever, and you're packing in. And a lot of times, I don't like to wear my coat stuff in because I get too hot. Right. You know, it's got a lot of different, I guess straps and stuff so you can strap stuff on the outside so you're not trying to like jam everything in a pack mm -hmm. i guess um i'm not really saying it's my favorite i'm actually thinking about maybe switching it up again this year just for you know that's when you're filming you're taking five million things and trying to put it into one bag it's not yeah. really it's it's got a lot of good going for it but it's not exactly i don't think set up for filming you know that, well, i'm that's trying what... to find a perfect pack i guess i've went through three or four of them trying to figure out you know something that works perfect and i have it yes so. well that's what i'm trying to run into or what i'm running into is i'm trying to fit everything into one pack i've yep. actually got the the camera arm and the camera base and all that stuff in my backpack but i actually carried my camera in a separate backpack Okay. Like a, it's a, it's got like slotted uh, or padded slots just for my camera. And I put the GoPros yep. in there and the batteries and everything else in there. But I want to be able to get everything into one pack because organized. <laughs> right, right. I want to be, I'm an organized person. I like, yeah, me I, too. I, I hate when everything's just all like mumble jumbled into yeah. one thing and you're trying, you get up in the tree and you're like trying to go through everything. <laughs> right. Cause my, the pack I use, it's a bigger pack. I believe the company that makes it's called insight. But it uh, it's made to carry a bow, so it kind of opens up like a book and has like a pocket in there, and that's where I slide my camera arm in there, and then I buckle it up, and I put the base in the front. But by the time I do that, hell, that thing weighs thirty pounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I'm sweating just from trying to carry that backpack. And what's getting in the saddle, uh, the saddle hunt, and I want to be able to convert into a backpack that's not huge. And like you said, the, the base for those fourth arrows are a lot smaller, so I feel like I could probably fit my camera in there and be oh, comfortable guaranteed. with it, you know. Yeah, Cause, oh, yeah. Because I get worried about, you know, you guys know how much those cameras cost, you oh, know oh, what yeah. I mean? I'm not just going to throw it in some bag, you know what I mean? You know, a lot of the times, because I, I run a Cabela's bag, and it has a waist belt and a chest strap. I always mm -hmm. clip my camera right on my chest when I'm walking to the stand, just so it's like right on me. Right, so. that's a good that's a good thing. Tell us, um, talk about your 21 season. I know you said you you shot a buck. Let's hear the story. Yeah, so it was <laughs> kind of. I was kind of down in like it was getting you know later in the year. Uh, my spirits weren't very high. Uh, 
It was just kind of a bad year all around. Not many buck encounters. And him and I were actually texting back and forth, like going through if I should go to this property or that one. I had to like, beat him down. Where should I go? You know? And uh, he convinced me to slip in this piece that I have permission on. And uh, I've been seeing lots of does, so it's kind of about that second wave of the rut, you know. Just cameras were a little, a little hot doe luck, you know. And uh, he came out half hour shooting light left, and I only had one lone doe in the field. So, and it was a younger doe, so I don't know if she was in that second wave, second wave of heat or what. Right. But, uh, it was enough to get it done. That's awesome. Is that the one? I think I may have watched that video. Were you sitting you like behind a big you. wood pile? Yeah. Yep. yep. I yep. remember that. I watched that one. Now, what about what about you, Zach? What, how'd your 21 season play out? Man, you're really going to want to talk about it, aren't you? Yeah, let's break uh, it down. Uh, dude, it just uh, – I guess the last couple of seasons has been pretty tough. Um. Last year, I was chasing around a real good one, like a real, real good one. Had the encounters, couldn't get it done. Just, you know, the 50 yards off type of deal. You know, I had the deer within shooting range at one point, just couldn't make it happen type of deal. Well, this year, I actually had pretty high hopes that this deer made it through. I never heard anyone shooting him. He was a, I mean, real good buck for out here. Uh, never got him on camera. Early season at a small piece that I hunt that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. uh, ran cameras early, early season, had some respectful bucks on camera, you know, uh, all throughout velvet, this and that, uh, a couple of them stayed around and it was kind of just hit or miss. Well, I had one honestly from velvet all the way throughout the year, honestly, till, uh, well, I guess funny story. This deer, he daylighted, Four times on my camera right next to my tree stand this year. Of course, every time I'm not there, he's there. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? More But, uh, you know, and it's not, I won't call him a giant, but I'm going to say the deer was a mid 130 inch buck, yeah. I would say. You know, I'd be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I took my mom out. You, you might have seen that video of opening day. Yeah, I checked that out. So, <laughs> So that uh, I took her out, took the day off. I'm like, Mom, I'm going to go out and I'm going to film you. She hasn't hunted and since I've had yeah. kids, basically, she quit hunting. You know, she likes to watch kids and all that. Right. So I take her out. Uh, she shoots that buck. We go out to Dad's. Sure as shit, you know. <laughs> I'm sitting with her and we get a good one coming out and I'm just going, oh, my Lord, you know. <laughs> so I watch her put the hammer down on this buck. Cool, cool. Well, the next day, I don't remember, dude. It was like high pressure system, something. And I remember I told myself that night, I was like, dude, just take off the morning. Like mom and dad will let you take off the morning, take off the morning. Never did. Well, I look at my camera about eight o'clock. That shooter buck is walking. I'm talking 20 yards underneath my tree stand back here. And I'm just (laughs) punching myself in the forehead, dude. So, so honestly, after that, I mean, I was haunting, obviously I haunt hard every year. I just, Put your head down and just try staying positive. That's what I always do. But it, I couldn't get anything to happen. You know what I mean? And I guess the thing is, I always try. You know, everyone kind of gives me shit because Dad always shoots a big buck, and I'm like, dude, you have to have big bucks 
there to be able to shoot them. You know what I mean? You, right. You can haunt a deer that's not there all you want, but until it's in front of you. You know what I mean? So right. I guess just a lot of up and comers. But I guess the only plus I have of this year is late season. I do have a lot of you know good two and a half year old bucks that are have good potential that made it through that. Hopefully around next year. Awesome. What about uh? What about turkeys? You guys hop on some turkeys too? Oh yeah. I'm yeah. Uh, I'm more than ready for that at the moment. We've been uh, chasing some geese and some uh, ducks. Ducks out now, but we're kind of in still in the uh, waterfowl mode at the moment. But yep. I'm ready for those uh, warm spring mornings with the turkeys yeah. hammering, man. Yep. Do you guys Dude. ever tried bow hunting turkeys? Yes. Yeah. It's uh, I'm, a lot tougher. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I I did it for the first time last year and. Yeah, it's a it can be a real gut punch sometimes i had a bird hang up just outside of what i was comfortable with shooting about 60 65 yards something yep. like that and i didn't want to i didn't want to rush it or you know blow it and yeah. nick him and mess it up or something you know but i'm ready to get on them turkeys for sure we're actually thinking about uh going down to the national wild turkey federation uh convention there in nashville yep. tennessee it'd be a good time yep but you guys just went to the ATA show, right, in Louisville, yes, Kentucky? Sir. Yeah. Yep. How was that? What what's that? I've never been to that that show before. Kind of run me through how everything pretty, works out on that. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so basically you have to be a member obviously and uh you, we figure out we have you, to be a business. You have to be an actual business to be a member of ATA. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we got our business license to be able to be a member of ATA. And, to be able to register. And actually, we I mean, we didn't get screwed. But last year, we were looking forward to going because that was our first year. You know, we're like, this could be awesome. Go down there, you know, kind of talk to some different people, kind of get our, I guess, in on the industry. You know what I mean? You know, right. hear about how everyone's kind of just, you know, mingled. But uh, then obviously with COVID and everything, it didn't end up happening last year. And then this year, we're super pumped and went well for us. Uh a lot of cool stuff down there. Everyone we talked to said, obviously, they didn't have the turnout as they normally do. But, I mean, we've met a lot of cool people down yeah. there. and it's, it's a great time. Great place to make connections. With yeah, I, I guarantee you know, it. You know, you're talking with a lot everyone. of Everyone. Yeah. I mean, uh, Michael Waddell was, I mean, the, yeah. everyone, All, you know, yeah. everyone was down right. there. It was cool. That's pretty cool. Is so when you're talking about the business side of that. So what you made mid-state outdoors, like an LLC, is that yes, how that works? Yep, yep. I've I've thought about going that route on some things, but I, I don't really know, uh, you know, the technical side of it, like with taxes and all that kind that, of stuff. And that's the thing. The, the only thing we were thinking is like we're not technically making any money off of it. Right. We just did yeah. the whole LLC thing. Right. <laughs> Unless, you know, it, if we do have, you know, if we are going to make money, not saying we were ever going to, that's not our goal or anything, but right. if we ever did, at least it's already straightforward. We've already had the business for how long, you know, type of deal. Right. And, and if anything, you know, works out, like you said, when you, when you get to that, um, Right that moment where you, everything's going to be monetized and maybe you got some sponsorship coming in or you're making some deals with some companies that I'm sure it'd probably be beneficial to have an LLC. You probably oh, yeah. may not even be able to make those deals unless you yeah. have that. Yeah. Just looking, I guess the whole, like trying to look professional about it, I guess 
Oh, absolutely. You know, I totally understand that 100%. You know, like when it comes to like making stickers or hats or you know, right. sweatshirts or anything like that or, you know, whatever the case might be, I'm sure having the LSC would be probably what you need to do it. Right. So what about 2022 season? What exactly do you got lined up for 2022? You traveling anywhere? Or are you just going to stay there in the Michigan? I'm getting out of Michigan next year, bud. <laughs> <laughs> you need to change that luck up. It, honestly, it's funny, but we honestly thought about going to Indiana, possibly. We thought about uh, – we've talked about the last couple of years, and this year might be the year. Missouri. We've, yep, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at uh, Missouri. They're right there on the uh, eastern half of that, right on the river. And yep. then um, – Actually, I would like to come to Michigan. Maybe we can just, like, trade a hunt where you don't have to, like, go to public land. Like, you let me come up and hit, hunt one of your spots, and then you come and hunt one of my <laughs> spots or something. Go. I'll there even you film you. <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, that'd uh, be cool. Sure we can, we can get you out. a spot. I'm sure we got enough, uh, you know, everyone in the groups at least. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we got a lot of land to deal yeah. with within everyone. I'm not saying I have the best land or anything or – that but I don't, I don't have a lot of land to hunt but some of our other guys have quite a bit of land to hunt so well, that's awesome i'm yeah. sure we could work something out we might have to work something into that out because i got some i got some big bruisers running around myself and i got several different cool. properties that we could hit or we We've can hit some public land too like getting in with someone and doing like a video together on you know getting together and doing a hunt together or something like that even would be awesome yeah you could do like a a, a collaboration youtube collaboration yeah. type of deal which yeah, that would be, be cool awesome for everybody absolutely yeah. you know because people may watch my stuff maybe never have you know experience watching some of your stuff and vice versa and they it, it right. might just be an introduction kind of thing and then you never know we might do it more than one <laughs> there you go yeah but uh so, uh, Missouri, where exactly were you looking at in Missouri? To be honest, northeastern. A little, I mean, that's honestly like the closest point for us. So, Right. Kind, kind of oh. like you said, that eastern half. Yeah, the know? eastern half. We've looked along, yeah, basically the whole river type deal. Yeah, that's kind of what I was looking at. My uh, neighbor who co-hosts with me sometimes on here, and I film him uh, quite a bit. He, uh, he's been over there before and, uh, we talked about even maybe doing a trip over there and, uh, just shed hunting and then kind of looking at some spots yeah. and seeing what we can find, you know, but Mississippi, man, something about being along them river bottoms, I'm sure creates some, some pretty big deer. I've also heard, I know a couple guys that hunt Missouri quite a bit and I've heard, uh, like the Northwestern part is pretty good too, but. Oh, absolutely. I can attest to that a little bit. That's. Drive. Yeah, it's like a nine-hour drive for me on doing that because that's where I went uh, turkey hunting last year was in uh, northwest Missouri, close to that Iowa line. And uh, they were showing me some of the deer that they had been killed out there. And there were some bruisers out there. Just It's a lot of rolling hills with, you know, patches yeah. of woods here and there. But there's some there's some giants out there. I think the uh, he was showing us some pictures from the previous season, and they killed like uh, some 170s, some 180s, and some giants, man. And that's what I'm talking about. I want some. I want some of that Midwest Giants. Is what I want. Looks like you got some good bucks on the wall. I've been. I've been pretty lucky when it comes to that. Uh, I had a good streak there. I went like 
what was it uh three years in a row i killed a deer over 130 inches like i just just something that happened that you know played out luck was on my I side like, i'm sure but 20 plus come on <laughs> <laughs> all right no. uh, but you should see my uh my my team member adam my neighbor you should see his wall it is un, un unbelievable man the dude's taking some some really great deer even in other states he's got a uh 125 130 ish from kentucky full velvet like that's just cool to me to be able to go other places public land and kill something like that yeah it's uh and it's not i mean it is about the hunt when we do the trip but it's nice to be able you know be as a group and see different places and just have a good time you know absolutely I've thought about checking Kentucky out myself. I actually, I actually own some property in Kentucky, and I go down there for a week every year turkey hunting. Um, but it just doesn't seem the same. You know, like, they don't have as much ag as, like, what we got. So, like, the bodies on them don't get that big. But somehow, like, they just grow absolute giants down there, especially, you know, <laughs> you get that chance early on September, which, like we talked before, I'm not too keen on that because I'm not trying to get sweaty as hell. But, you know. You can go down there and shoot a 170. I'm down, dude. Yeah. I'm down for that, too. Yeah, I, if yeah. I have to sweat a little bit to shoot a 170, I'm down. That's I'm, fine. Especially in velvet. That's, yeah, that's but, the uh, big draw for us to Kentucky because same as you guys opening up October, it's all hard and Right. Well, and doesn't Kentucky open early? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, it's like that Labor Day weekend. That's yeah, what I thought. Like, So you could – we've always looked at like – state you can go where you can hunt early also just because it's not like going to take away from here you know what i mean so right that's kind of their thought there, press you're in a hunt for a week and then come back and then still have time to regroup for a hunt here you know so there's like a group of five of them that go and they and the guys they go with they shoot absolute monsters here at home and they have the mentality when they go down there they're just having fun they actually have like I'm not gonna go too deep in it, but they have contests on like you know you know just shooting does and stuff like that. Like they're just having fun with it, you know. They're you know pulling the back straps out, going back to camp, firing it up, you know, drinking until one or two in the morning, getting up and doing it again, you know. But sounds like our trips. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, when you guys go on trips, like what do you you guys just rough? Oh, you said you stayed in a hotel, didn't you? We did. Uh well, yeah. It, we rented a cabin the first time that at a spot. A good time. That was awesome. I thought that was cool as hell. Um, I mean, have a campfire and I hang out. Then the Absolutely. second time, it was like a Wednesday, and I was like, "Dude, let's go to Ohio." And everyone's like, or you know, Jake was like, "All right, let's go." So then it was like kind of a thrown together type deal. And we're like, "Shit, let's just grab a hotel quick." We'll, you know, yeah, I don't blame you on that. When we went to Ohio, we actually just kind of roughed it and tent camped and stuff and you wake up and it's like oh, yeah. 20 degrees outside you get frost on your pillow yeah. it was fun having the uh you know the campfire at night and having a few beers and stuff but i'd like yeah. to convert like a uh you know a pull behind trailer type of deal enclosed that's, trailer with some beds that's what stuff. we're doing we're that's we're, awesome we're, man. that's in the works like well i'm not gonna say we're gonna convert one over but like adam's always he, he has like a 22 foot, I think, enclosed yep. that he used for like his business, whatever, eight and a half foot wide. And we were talking, like, dude, why don't we just take that, throw a little heater in it, whatever, you know, some cots, what it don't matter, you know. We're yeah. out there to hunt, not, you know, sleep. 
Absolutely. I'll have to send you uh, the link to this video. I can't I can't remember exactly who it is or what brand or whatever that the guys are doing it, but they made this enclosed trailer, man, and it is badass. Like in the back, they, they elevated the bed, and then on the top is covered in like solar panels, and they have like this solar generator on the inside of it, and then they yep. have propane on the front of the trailer, you know, and it uh, feeds this heater, and then they got, you know, the uh, the – port to the fumes go out of it like they put like a screen door on the side of it. this thing's like oh, yeah. badass so I, I they had, like, them, dude, if i can find which is unheard of right now but if i can find like a decent deal on an enclosed i, I want to buy an enclosed anyways for my stuff but right. i said i would definitely set one up you know put a heater in it you know set it all up just so if we want to go on a hunt trip we can just throw all our stuff in the back and take off yeah don't have to really worry about anything just yeah Right. They had like a, they even had like this, uh, antenna that they had built on it so they could have like, uh, Wi-Fi and stuff because they were like able to work from home. So they could just like work off their computer during the day and then hit back on an evening stand or whatever the case might be. They were like Kansas or something. If they were, I think they were lucky enough to have one of those tags. But, uh, speaking of out there, Iowa, I would love to, to get in on the Iowa game, but it looks like it'd be about a six year wait right now. Yeah, yeah, well, we have we have three points right now. Yeah, so this year years. will be the fourth point. So, how many points you think you need to five. get it? I think five. We're looking at five right now. For, gotcha. Should be five. Which, from everyone I've talked to, at five you should draw. Yeah, and there are some lucky people that draw at four. You know, mm-hmm. so you might as well because you can buy just a point, and then you can buy a point and apply. So at year four, you might as well like toss your name in the hat, you know? Right. What about like, what's your thought process on like when you get that draw, like how exactly are you going to approach that? You going to hit public land or how's that going to work out? So basically our plan is public land, but we've talked about this a million times. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to like, I'm not saying you can't go on killing on public land. Cause obviously you can, there's people that do it all the time. Right. It's just like, dude, it's like every four year, five year type deal. Like we want to yes. make this count. So right. we're, I guess we've been debating what we're going to do when we actually draw and that'll mm-hmm. be figured out probably this year, honestly, but it, it's kind of been stuck up in the air. Like it, one, one of the guys we know knows a couple of people from out there and he says mm-hmm. we may possibly be able to go hunt their property, which would be oh, that's cool. awesome, yeah. but it's not really like. A guaranteed. A guaranteed count on this. So right. that's kind of why we were talking maybe hunt Missouri this year and maybe do a little bit of scouting in Iowa, you know? Yeah, definitely. That'd while be cool. While we're close, you know, do a little bit of scouting, just kind of get a game plan because my thing is is I'm not going to be able to take t- two weeks off of work to go hunt or whatever, which I'd right. love to, but it's not going to happen. So I want to be definitely 100% prepared when we do. You know what I mean? I don't want to, like, go into a blind and just walk into a piece and hope for the best. I want to, like, at least have an idea in my head, hey, I got a chance to kill a good buck here. You know what I mean? Is a, is an outfitter type of situation, like, totally out of the question? It's not out of the question. It, no. It's not. You, that's what I was saying. I guess we have talked about that also. I guess. You know, you spend your five years to do it. You, right. you know, save up your – 800 or a thousand bucks through those five years, like like every year and just kind of 
you know, bite the bullet, sort of speak. You know, I'm you sure it would be an you. incredible experience. I can only imagine. Yeah, I mean, that, I guess. You know, some people put down the whole outfitter thing. I don't put it down whatsoever, no. you know, because some people are like, well, you didn't really earn it or blah, blah, blah. I can tell you right now, I went to, I, I bit the bullet um, in 2020 and did an outfitter. I went to Buffalo County, Wisconsin, and um, it was an incredible experience. I went by myself, which was even crazier. Lone, lone wolf trip, went by myself, self-filmed myself, everything. And the experiences that I got out of that trip – I would not trade any of that for the world. I would go by myself again. I had such a good time meeting everybody in camp, and there is no, there's no giving, giving nothing to you. You're just being put in a good opportunity, which I was able to capitalize on and kill a pretty nice buck. But like, I don't know. It's like people like want to downgrade it just because you're paying to, to, for the opportunity, and I don't see it that way. I don't think. I mean, the, I guess the way I look at it is, is like, well, you're paying to for your property you're hunting right now. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't really see the difference, I guess. I, I'm not going to go to a place that's like fully guided. Like, Hey, uh, you know, I want to go like a place that they're kind of open to whatever type of deal. Yeah. I don't really want to go to a place where they're like, Hey, you have to sit in this stand and this, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, uh, they had a, uh, I can't even, I can't even remember exactly the, the acres that they had, but it was like all in different, parts of the county or whatever right, and they would pull, cool. pull out aerial maps and it was like yeah. well the where the winds out of the, the north in the morning you know uh, we've been seeing deer here like it was a strategized thing it wasn't just like hey you're sitting in stand a today you know right that that's i guess all i'm looking for if i if i'm going to pay money like i just don't want someone to have to tell me like hey you have to set this stand this morning you know i guess right. I don't want to go to like one of them places like that. That's it. You want a more personal uh, thing, you know, yes. a guy that's you know like really a DIY, a DIY type of hunt. You see a lot of places that will kind of let you somewhat do your own thing. It's their property, but you know what I mean. It's you their property, there but there ain't no stands on it. It's you got to figure it out type of thing. Right. Right. That's that's what I want. No, that that's kind of what uh, some or some talks I've had, kind of like you guys buying the points and all that. But whenever I get uh, drawed for Iowa, finally, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I think the outfitter, right. the DIY thing, sounds pretty good to me because I've seen videos of Iowa out there during uh, like their gun season. It looks pretty wild out there for people that get oh, there. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the hunting public guys are out there, or whatever, and yeah. there's yeah. people shooting past them and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty. If they're getting shot, you know, past, you can only imagine. You know. Yeah, right. I, I can't imagine what they're. You know, a lot of people getting on their property, even bow hunting too, is probably a lot of people getting yeah. on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on with me, man. It was really cool to uh, talk some uh, whitetails and some some Michigan yeah. bow hunting and stuff with you. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, it was cool, yeah. man. I appreciate so, the uh, opportunity. Oh. Yeah, we'll have to stay in touch and uh, might have to do that whole switch hunt or trade hunt type deals. I'd be super well, in No, on we'll that. definitely keep in touch. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, you're really big into turkey hunting too? Absolutely. I love turkey hunting. I mean, do something like yeah. that too. Probably. Yeah, if you want. I mean, to... I, I'll I'll trade a, a whitetail hunt for a turkey hunt even. What deal? I yeah. would. I will. Dude, I love turkey hunting, and just come up and be able to film and do a turkey hunt with, in another state would be awesome. 
I'll yeah. We can hook you up with turkey on. I mean, we'll stay in touch about it, but yeah, definitely. One hundred percent. We can have some good good birds up here too. Awesome. Um, tell everybody at where they can find you on social media. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. YouTube, all uh, mid state outdoors. Mid state outdoors. Yep. Yep. That's cool, man. Uh, you guys do like a lot of stuff on on social media, pretty regularly. Yeah, we try. Uh, I mean, we've been picking it up the last within the last you know year or so. Like mm-hmm. Facebook, we try to post something. I would say at least once a week. You know, it's hard this time when you're not out hunting stuff where you're like taking the pictures and you know making everything happen. It's right. hard to like post all the time. Well, we try to stay up to date to everything, you know, what's going on and what everyone's doing. But uh, our YouTube, we should have some more videos coming up here pretty quick. Yep, you know, we awesome. got a, we bought the new Matthews. We're going to do a little little uh, video on that. Then, honestly, we, we have a lot of deer season footage that we didn't use during season because everyone was actually harvesting deer, you know what I mean? So right. we might honestly have probably – couple more more, at least videos of just some i mean good deer deer footage that's awesome i appreciate uh i appreciate everybody uh listening and if you're watching on the youtube you know check us out on facebook youtube instagram go wild anywhere you can pretty much find a social media account we're pretty much there so uh thanks everybody and hit that subscribe button for us you guys have a good one all right thank you we'll see you